Hey, hey babes. So welcome back. It's Allie. And Jane. And welcome back to Body Positivity. Your favorite podcast. <laughs> and today is a special day. We have our first ever guest. So her name is Lachey. I met her on TikTok. And yeah, we kind of talk about all things activism, whether it's body positivity or um, black activism or, you know, really any activism. So <laughs> Lachey, if you want to tell us a tell our listeners a bit about yourself hi everybody my name is Lachey as Ellie just said I'm from South Carolina um I did meet her on TikTok was which was really amazing because for one TikTok is like around the world so she's right in Canada so it's like a great distance but when she first became my friend like she was showing me so much love and I was like oh my god like this girl is gonna be my new best friend even though (laughs) she's far away she's gonna be my TikTok bestie so it was really amazing to meet you and thank you for you guys for having me yeah of course we're excited to have you on it's definitely yeah it's new but it's exciting yes and I'm the first guest so that's amazing yeah, I know. It's special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll kick it off with our highs and lows. Jane, would you like to start? For sure. Um, I will start with my high. Um, I started a new medication for ADHD this week, and let me tell you, it's made me feel a whole lot better. I feel like I can actually do things and... Like, it doesn't take as much of my energy to, like, make a phone call or just do something simple that I always give myself a lot of grief for it taking more effort. And one of the side effects of these new drugs is that I spent one night staying up till 2 a.m. learning and filming my first ever TikTok dance video, which we may just be on the body positivity page. And I'm kind of stoked to see that. Hell yeah. Um, One of my lows was, I mean, as always, I struggle with depression, but I am, it was my uh, PMS week. And for me, that, that is like PMS on steroids. And there have been a lot of people out at my work recently. So I have been doing a very heavy workload on top of a really, really hard emotional week and Honestly, the whole week was just like a little bit of a low period, but I'm coming out of it now and I'm stoked to be here. This is always something (laughs) like boosts my spirits and like just my whole morale doing the podcast. I love this. Amazing. Love that. Allie, you're up next. Me? Oh boy. (laughs) All right. I think my high this week. Um, I honestly, I'm slacking. I have not thought about it. (laughs) yikes okay um my high this week I guess would be like the weather here is really freaking nice and it's starting to feel a little bit closer to summer which I like always get so excited for because like I don't get very much warm weather so like when we do it just puts my spirits in a better place (laughs) I don't feel so depressed hey vitamin d is good for you and you can like it does affect your mood so much when you're not getting enough sun. Yeah. Yes, I understand it. Yeah, didn't you guys just get snow there? <laughs> yeah, so we just had snow. Um, they was actually calling for snow again this morning, and I woke up and my ground was clear. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Well, oh no. <laughs> I wanted snow, like actual snow. Last week it was just ice, like everything just froze. Oh god, that sounds awful. Ice is like the worst part of winter, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Parts of South Carolina actually got snow so pretty, doing snowmans and everything, and here I am, crunchy. Oh, you should come <laughs> here. We have more snow, like you can we... borrow some of ours. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> take some. Take no, I will definitely be depressed up there. Like y'all have too much snow. Like honestly, yeah. Like there's some points in our winter where we have snow all the way up to our waist, and it's just it's a whole ass thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can I could never. Never. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> wicked here. <laughs> and then I think my low this week. I don't know. Oh, I guess kind of just like readjusting to not working. It's kind of just like a whole adjustment period for me. So kind of just like figuring out my groove of like when to film TikToks, when to record, when to focus on social media managing, like when to do housework. So it's just like a lot of figuring out my shit. So yeah. But I'll get there. Get to sleep in a little more. Oh yeah, I, I honestly have not gotten up before 10, 10 a.m. for like three weeks. Good. You're living the best life. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, I won't complain. <laughs> All right, Lachey. Whenever you're ready to share your highs and lows. All righty. Let's see here. So my low, one of them is actually not having snow and having ice. Um, that was real terrible but another low is I found out that the guy I'm talking to was actually talking to someone else as well and that was like super hurtful especially when you know I'm faithful regardless like talking stage if I'm really liking you I'm faithful like you would never catch me disrespecting you or anything like that so that was like a really low moment um, especially because my ex my ex did the same thing so it's like, dang, like I'm living this all over again. So it was very upsetting. But you know, I'm gonna lift my head up because I am a queen and I yeah. took my crown and <laughs> I'm just making TikTok videos to cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> you are a queen, yeah. And this is this boy's just a peasant. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just wish, you know, for the future that he will get it together and make a woman, you know, very happy. But yeah. at the moment, you know, solo dolo life is really good right now. I'm just focus on working. Um, so enough of the low because I try to be positive about everything. <laughs> um my high would actually be creating a hashtag in honor of my activist brother Andre. Hashtag Andre Gregory BLM on TikTok and is actually getting a lot more views than I thought and a lot more shares. So it's amazing um, because I'm actually going to show his family on his birthday, showing all the support and love that he's been getting. So I think that would actually make their day because some people, you know, once somebody die, people forget about them. Yeah. So with me creating a, creating a hashtag, I think it'll be something they'll be able to look at and be like, "Yeah, he was loved, even from strangers." Mm-hmm. That's such a beautiful way of preserving his memory. Yeah, it's so awesome. I love that. Yes, try to do something, you know. Yeah. But that's about the best high I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one. I that's think. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, like every time I refresh the hashtag, it's more videos. So I love That's it. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I don't really know how hashtags on TikTok work. <laughs> <laughs> Jane is very uh, social media inept when it comes um, to certain yeah. Jane, we're going to get you there. We got you. <laughs> Although I have not did a dancing video, so I applaud you for that. I just Thank don't you. Do <laughs> I feel like I have to retake it a hundred times before I feel like it's okay. Oh, I, I did that. I did that. Yeah, that's why it takes you hours to film. I do the really? same Really? It takes a long time. Allie, we all can't be like you, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I cannot dance that good. I just do it to, like, you know, spread positivity. That's it's fun. Like, oh yeah, gosh. it's for... I still got white girl moves, so, like... <laughs> I do, too. Oh, well, I know how to two-step. I mean, I guess that's something. You would do well here. I mean, like, anytime at, like, any bar that we go to, it's all, like, country shit. So, like... Do you know, uh, do you know the Cadillac Ranch dance? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did see that on social media. But my family, they actually learn dances, like, line dance and stuff like that. And so whenever we have a get-together, they always do a new dance. Like, they send it. Hey, learn it. Our next gathering, we're going to do it. That is so wholesome. I love, I love that. Yeah, my family oh my fights God. super close. They always doing something, but yeah, I'm the one to the side filming. <laughs> that's a good tradition. I love it. Yeah, we yeah, try to get together so like every two weeks at least. I mean, we're really close, so we have an event or something like we had um, tacos and tacos and something. I forgot what it was, but it was, <laughs> oh, tacos and tequila, tequila and tacos. We had nice. so we got the heads, we got all type of tacos. It was really great. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> this just makes me want tacos. I know, right? And, and it's tequila. not taco Tuesday. And tequila. <laughs> all right, our next segment is the, the tea. tea. <laughs> so we have quite a few on this actually, but Jane, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm gonna start us out here with a fun, juicy article I saw on the internet. <laughs> um, so basically, this um, this lady, <laughs> she's tweeting on the internet. Oh my god, what did she say again? It was awful. Oh, she's bitching because she saw a plus size mannequin in a store. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? And saying it's not inclusive, it's dangerous. And she <laughs> is getting dragged on Twitter. As she should. Like, oh, for sure. Like, it's she's not inclusive. She has beef with a mannequin. But, like, also, yeah, why so... are you saying it's not inclusive? Like, not everybody's bodies look like yours. But... Like, you have so much. Like, have you seen another human being? A yeah. Mannequin? Is that threatening to you? Oh, my gosh. Honestly, that's true, yeah. I'm assuming she's a white woman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I wonder was the mannequin black? 
honestly, the few plus size models are not models. A few plus size mannequins that I have seen are black. So like, it would not surprise me if it there was. There is a photo. It's just like it's white, not like white people white. Like just like a like wall like, white. Wall white. <laughs> like an eggshell white. Like eggshell. Okay, sorry, we do better with the eggshells, but. Oh man. Yeah. But... It's always good to see the fat phobes on the internet getting put in their place where yeah. they belong. I really never heard of a Karen being mad at a mannequin. Like, never in my life. Like, I mean, you've, next your life's going to be pretty good if that's the biggest thing you can find to complain about, right? Yeah, that's just what Lachey said. Like, the privilege that you have that that's your only thing that bothers you. Oh man! Like y'all telling us other mannequins, like it's okay to be this big, like girl. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and the mannequin is like she's promoting obesity. (laughs) The mannequin definitely needs to lose weight, eat fruits and vegetables. Let's put this mannequin on a diet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! I think one of the sad things is that, like, in the photo of the mannequin, I'd say it's like. I don't know my sizes super well, but you saw the photo, like, I'd say 16, 18? I'd say smaller than smaller. that. I'd say, like, probably, like, 14, 14? or 15. So like that's not even that big. So it's, like, that's yeah. not even that, like, no. inclusive. Like, the body positivity movement extends so much beyond that. And, like, that's if like... you have a problem with that, you're just outing yourself as even more of a fat phobe than yeah. you were before. I just never thought being body positive will include a mannequin. Yeah. Honestly, like... Like, like, I understand the purpose of it, but I'm like, if she's still triggered by a mannequin that's fat, I wonder what she says about actual fat people. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Mm -hmm. bitch, chill. Like, everyone needs to see what the clothes will look like. Like, not just thin people. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. We found one other article. Here, do you want to? Yeah. So the next article was actually kind of interesting for me because I guess, like, as someone who tries to be a part of like the body positivity and body acceptance movement, I like. Yeah, I guess it's like all new to me. Like since I joined TikTok, so kind of trying to figure out how to navigate it and like to post the right things and like not to be like excluding certain parts of the movement that are more important than others so anyways this article basically talks about uh how the body positivity movement has kind of entered in unique stage as they said in the article basically because the body positivity and like fat acceptance movement started with um like fat uh women of color it's kind of been skewed a lot with like the internet so like more body or I guess like more societally acceptable fat women are being brought to light and it's more so being focused on like the fashion industry and like size inclusivity rather than the real issue of like fat people's bodies being discriminated against like in the medical industry and like there was even a part of the article that talks about the fact that um, size, like this, uh, sorry, I'm tripping over my own words. <laughs> uh, 
The Council on Size and Weight Discrimination found that plus-size workers are paid a dollar and twenty-five less an hour than average-sized workers, which could lead to a loss of around a hundred thousand in lifetime of a career. So, kind of just like talking about the the things in the body positivity movement and in the real world for fat people that actually affect their everyday lives and not just like fashion choices. So I guess it's just interesting for me because I've kind of been reflecting on like yeah. Hmm, maybe I've been contributing to that a little bit, which... I mean, I don't think contributing. It's like, it's this is just kind of the stuff that gets swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. And by talking about fashion, you're not, like, that's not doing a bad thing. It's just that it would be, like, it's good to talk about fashion and these things. And yeah. to bring awareness to these things. And if your way of bringing awareness to these things is doing a cute dance in a cute outfit... <laughs> and have those words on the screen I know that's like a popular type of TikTok yeah like that's still bringing awareness to the issues yeah I definitely agree and when you talked about um doctor wise I do feel like some doctors they blame your size on everything Hmm. hey I got a cough oh you obese that's what's causing the cough yeah oh Mm -hmm. my head is hurting you eat too much obesity like Mm. really (laughs) Yeah, it's true. We kind of talked about that on our last episode, too. Like, since I've, like, gained weight since high school. Because, like, in high school, I kind of, like, slimmed out a lot. And then, like, after high school, I gained a bunch of weight back, right? And it was, like, a whole thing for me. Because I was, like, very self-conscious about it. Because I went from being, like, an acceptable curvy woman to, like, a fat woman. (laughs) Just, like, going to the doctor, I guess, was, like, the really like a rude awakening for me of like oh this is actually how society views my body it's not just like people on the internet talking shit about me being fat now it's like actual real life problems yeah I mean that's a medical professional I mean I think society looks pretty we look at doctors like you know a trustworthy good profession and it's not just like it comes further than the trolls on the internet and the people who are hating like it's socially acceptable for you know the doctors to say these kinds of things mm-hmm. and it's not cool like you don't know how people feel and coming from a professional and the only thing you're talking about is someone being obese so like that's upsetting like we already deal with so much like you said with the trolls and now my doctor who's supposed to actually cheer me on and lose weight or anything like that is down mm-hmm. at me. yeah yeah, like, it should, like, I I understand that there is, like, a certain point where, like, if your lifestyle is super unhealthy and, like, you have a bunch of diseases and you really need to lose weight to, in order to be healthy, then fine. But, like, when there's people who are like me who are fat, like, I weigh 250, and, like, I, to most people, when I tell them that, they don't even think that I weigh that much. Like, I was literally 250? about to say that. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but, like. At least from my perspective, a majority a majority of it is in like the bottom half of my body. So like it's just kind of is what it is. But like I don't even think that I am like considered to a lot of people fat. Like to like people within the fat acceptance community, I am considered just like like small fat. So like someone who's like not within like the mid-size or the small size but I'm also not oh my god I shouldn't be representing all the fat people if that I understand that completely like I I used the hashtag that say bbw 
And mm-hmm. someone literally swiped up and said, you're not a BBW, you're just plus size. And I'm like, well, dang. But yeah, like, that's <laughs> the thing is those terms are so, like, subjective that you just have to kind of be like, okay, because, like, I've been called chubby, I've been called fat, I've been called obese, but I've also been called a BBW, I've been, like, called a bunch of things, and I'm like, yeah. where do I actually lie on this, like, scale? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, because looking at, I mean, they were like, oh, you gotta be 200 to be a BBW. Well, I'm 200 plus, 60. So, yeah. you're telling me I'm not a BBW, you're telling me I'm plus size. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But I would never thought that you was 250. I mean, looking at myself and when I look at the scale and they say 260, 262 actually. Um, I'm like, <laughs> where is it at? Like, seriously. Because I, I don't know. feel big. <laughs> That's the thing too, though, is I think that like society has kind of like brainwashed us and skewed our minds so much that like <clears throat> anything over like 150 is like unacceptable for most women. Because yeah. like you see so many TikToks of men being like, oh, I wouldn't date a woman who's more than 130 pounds. And I'm like, Okay, but like that's a lot of women. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like most women. Yeah, like the average female body weight, I'm pretty sure, is close to 180 or 190. So I'm like, and that just kind of like goes up with like different things like age and like, you know, whether you've had a baby or not or like mm-hmm. all these things, right? So like, I feel like the number on the scale is just so like not as important as how you actually feel and I fail to realize when you have a baby like the weight does not completely drop off no not and you made a human like like, like, you have a baby you made a whole ass other person in like you don't just go back to be the same way you can't that's I mean immense physical changes but like your hormones are different like uh-huh. so much is yeah granted I have <laughs> I women like, that <laughs> did like snap back immediately and I'm just like what the heck like I know and it's crazy that some can but it's like when you see it in the media it's very hard to tell like you know is that real or you know are they rich and privileged and have a surgeon personal trainer photoshop like, all of these <laughs> photoshop there you yeah. go even like, like the kardashians i feel like i always shit on the spot. that's okay you know but, like they're some of the worst for it because like after each of them have had a baby they're all like oh i snapped back but like that's really like meaning oh i went to my surgeon and he gave me a tummy tuck <laughs> and a butt lift and i'm hiding the fact that i went and got these procedures done i mean especially kim who had so many like things to say about how being pregnant was bad for her and all of this like i don't believe it for a second no i think she just didn't want to have four kids naturally because she wanted her body to look fucked up I mean, not just that, it's, but, like, if she had all these issues with her pregnancy, like, how are you going to bounce back that fast? Like, exactly. She did get rid of some of her butt. I did read that. (laughs) But I was also reading, actually, something interesting about, like, the Kardashians, because, like, I guess they kind of are, like, the, some of the celebrities that, like, follow with, like, the trends, I guess, or, like, the, like, whichever culture the mainstream media wants to appropriate at the time they've always just kind of been on that train right Mm -hmm. so they were like on the train of like dating black men having black babies wearing like cornrows and like doing all these things and like appropriating all this stuff and like especially too with like the bodies if you look at like 
the way that they're trying to make their bodies look, they're trying to look like black women, right? So, like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, now they're like, oh, well, it's not in fashion anymore for me to look this way, so I'm just gonna get rid of, rid of it I'm all. I'm just gonna go date Pete Davidson. Granted, <laughs> I still feel that Chloe is half black. I don't care. I honestly would not doubt it. Yeah. The the conspiracy this, about this OJ one, being yeah, her dad. I, I do subscribe to that one. Honestly, Loki, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree because he she actually favored OJ's other daughter and I'm just like, come on now. Like stop denying your dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well and just she looks so different than the rest of her siblings. Like even Rob looks like the others. I know, right? Like if you slap like, some makeup and a wig on Rob, you look like yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, please don't make me picture femboy Rob. <laughs> oh my gosh. I gotta Photoshop Rob with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's very interesting to kind of like watch them even kim like came out with like this because people have like been commenting and like calling her out for quite a while for appropriating black hairstyles right and <laughs> she came out and basically finally spoke on it and was like oh well like my daughter is half black and like she wanted to go get her hair done so like i went with her because she wanted me to go with her, and I was like, "Hey, that's cool, but like, you're not. You're not. Black. Like, <laughs> how much do you want to bet that like her? I mean, I know this. We already brought this up, but like, her choices in men and to have those kids was so that she could steal more from those cultures and mm-hmm. just claim that like, oh, I can do all these things now because my kids are or my yeah. husband was. Yeah, like it's crazy. I never thought of it that way, but it honestly makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, because then she went on to basically say, like, oh, like, remember, like, I'm half Armenian or whatever. And I'm like, you are, but, like, you're a white woman. Like, you're very white passing. So I'm like, don't, like, (laughs) there's so many levels to that that I'm like, you can't just, because, like, if you look at the way that she lives her life, the way that she does things, she doesn't really celebrate any of the culture with, like, around her. Okay, no, there was the one Armenian photo shoot. Do you remember it? She was in a white. Oh yeah, because they went there. And it was there. showing off her ass. And it was, I felt like it was more about the ass than the heritage. Of course it is. It always is. It's always about it's like, always looking about good, right? It's yeah. always about the ass and the stomach. Yep. You gotta have the flattest stomach and the perfect ass. Have you ever seen that picture, though? Um, this is gonna sound very body shamey, but like, whatever, it's the Kardashians. And I think I know the one. Okay, my problem with the Kardashians is that like, when they get bbls they don't ever do anything to their thighs or hips so it just looks <laughs> like they look like ants like their butts are huge and they have tiny is legs this the like, is this like the bikini photo yes. yeah the one where like like they oh literally show her stick legs and her like balloon ass and i'm like that looks so unnatural and it's crazy and see, because it's like before not... before surgery kim is gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah she's very gorgeous what's wrong with it is that she passes it off and she's like this is natural mm-hmm. and then the young impressionable people who follow her and believe these things think that that's a natural way people can look and that they are doing something wrong and they should be ashamed of their bodies like yeah. that ain't it cam so no. kendall is the only one without surgery or did she have surgery as well no i think kendall had a small amount of surgery but it was not anything like the other ones she got her face done for sure. Something. I think it was she also something different. Yeah. She got a little bit of like butt injections. Like I think the other sisters had like full BBLs, but I think she just got like 
you know, like, like a some little butt injection. Little in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I've never really. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Me neither. Honestly. <laughs> I thought about doing like boobs, but I don't know about surgery in the slightest. <laughs> honestly, I've heard it's very dangerous though, because they like they basically usually when you have a BBL, they also give you a tummy tuck, so they take the fat from your stomach and inject it into your ass. Yeah. But like, if your body, like if your butt just like decides to reject the fat that came from your stomach, you can die. Like, mm-hmm. wait, where, you have a where do they take it from? They must take some from the legs or something because it's like they already have or such they flat take stomachs. It from the black market. I don't know. Maybe they take, like, maybe they buy people's body fat. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I will not doubt it. If they can do Honestly. that, how come I can't have some meal tea? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, if I could give some away, I would sometimes. <laughs> first volunteer to to get some (laughs) oh man all right the next topic in the tea is this one i found very interesting actually so there's this um plus size model her name is tess holiday i don't know if you guys have ever heard of her i know who that is but she i don't actually know what her first like modeling like her big break was but Anyways, basically she was recently diagnosed with anorexia and because she is a fat woman, she like went on TikTok and like explained her diagnosis and talked about how she went to like a psychologist and all this stuff and was diagnosed. Um, Like people are like trolling her on the internet and basically saying that she's lying about it for clout because like she's a fat woman and she can't have these problems. But like... (sighs) Yeah, and she doesn't look like the skinny bony lady that you see like in the movies. There's no body requirement for it because it's a mental disorder. Mm -hmm. And Tess Holiday is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. I love her tattoos. Like I'm scared to death with big tattoos, but they're. (laughs) She suits them so much, and. I just, like, love her confidence so much. Like, the way she doesn't let the haters and the trolls get to her. And she just keeps doing her. And she's like, no, I'm not going to lose weight because people think I have to. Like, I'm going to live my life. And it's inspiring. I think she's a good, like, a very good representation of fat women in the media. Because, like, she does, like, post things about how she, like, works out and, like, moves her body to move her body and not to, like move her body to lose weight because people tell her to so yeah I I don't know I just hate haters <laughs> there's a difference between like looking after your body and trying to lose weight yeah and I mean it's it's your body like you have to lo- listen to it and do what you mm-hmm. do with it like mm-hmm. that ain't anyone else's call but your own no, honestly yeah she does it very well <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's just like effortless for her honestly also her style is just always on point like every photo shoot I've seen of her is just like she always has the cutest outfits she reminds me of like a pinup model you know yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> alright so our next segment Jane is the thick, the of, thick of it so this one is it's a lot to unpack, honestly. It I, is a lot to unpack. So, I guess 
I first want to, like, well, I have it written down as a question, but, like, we obviously all know the answer is yes, because if it was no, we wouldn't be here, but... <laughs> <laughs> My question is, are things like racism, homophobia, fatphobia, and ableism affecting the beauty standard? And the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I kind of just wanted to start off and kind of, like, get all of our different perspectives. I guess, like, growing up, what was, like, kind of the beauty standard that you saw? Okay, I'll start. I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, growing up, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I grew up in a family where athleticism was very favorable and... working out a lot, um, not even as much eating healthy, but just working out and having like an athletic body type was the way to be really acceptance made for other, other types of bodies. You know, my mom would, she saw like someone who was like (coughs) really fat. She'd be like, you know, this is why we go like, you know, we do gymnastics. That's why I put my kids in gymnastics and I don't let them eat at McDonald's and yeah. Just all the stereotypes. Just all the stereotypes yeah. of fat people. So I mean it's difficult as a kid when you hear that from a parent because then you see, you know, people your own age and you have these like judgments that come from a place that isn't your own head. You're like, you know, these people are bad. And, you know, it took me being friends with like, a gal who, she wasn't even fat. She was, well, I don't really know. She she was in grade three, so. To body standards, she probably To body standards, fat, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is, <clears throat> like, just, this is just a person. Like, you know, body type has nothing to do with, you know, her being nice to me and having a good friendship. And so it's kind of difficult when you grow up hearing one thing and then experiencing another Mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, it was mostly pressure from family. Interesting. Yeah, and sometimes you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know this girl could be that cool." Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you just go into like, I went into my interactions with people, like bigger people, with like an idea that they were a certain way, and was every time like surprised until I learned I was like oh it's a person it's not a fat person yeah it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like that's not their defining thing is not their defining thing is not fat body, like, yeah. you know they get to pick their defining thing for themselves yeah what about you me oh goodness <laughs> um I don't know I feel like it was like all over the place when I was growing up honestly um from like a young age I guess like I grew up with a teen mom so like I kind of she dealt with a lot of anorexia and stuff like before she had me so and after she had me she kind of still also dealt with like body image issues <clears throat> and especially in like the early 2000s and stuff like some of the things that the magazines would say were fucking whack and oh, like God, yeah. body shaming such normal bodies that I'm like okay that does not make sense so I guess it was kind of like the standard of beauty from what I saw was, like, always, like, skinny white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. And, like, I don't want to say, like, a very childish body, but just, like, a very, like, 
slender body in every way. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. body. Well, like, I don't want to body shame skinny people either, but, like, I'm just saying that, like, the standard of beauty is, like, a skinny white woman. And I'm just like, okay, like, that's that's cool for skinny white women, but, like, that's not everybody's body standard. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, mean, I totally I mean, agree. And I understand that. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Not the... Yeah. You know, I get it. And it's, like, a specifically small white woman. Because, like, in the movie The Devil Wears Prada, they shame her for being a size six. I know. And, like, that's, like, that's They're even like, smaller than, than normal. Like, that's... Like, that's teeny. Yeah. For a grown-ass woman? Yeah. <laughs> My so girls are watching America's Top Model. Like, they never had... Oh, that show is men. toxic as fuck! <laughs> like, you so gotta be a size zero one, or, like, yeah, you're not making it. I also saw this, this TikTok, and, like, the thing is, is, like, kind of watching it now, I'm like, these things were so normalized that it's disgusting. But, like, so she... Tyra was, like, doing this episode on the show where basically the models were, like, to pose for, I don't even know what they called them, like, cultural shoots. So they basically, like, gave every woman a different skin tone. And, like, half of the fucking women were white women. And, like, half of them were doing blackface. And I was just like, what the fuck? I feel like I remember that one. Or it went viral on something recently. Yeah. Oh, the other one I saw recently was when she was yelling at these two models. I mean, I guess that's all she does. But (laughs) she had the audacity to, like, scream and yell at this model because when she didn't get eliminated, she wasn't upset or grateful enough. Oh. Like, you know, she was just celebrating with the other girl. She was like, yes, I'm not. Like, I didn't go home today. And, you know... She got an earful because she should have been like looking more upset that she was the <laughs> lowest on the list that week. Interesting. Yeah, it was like, geez, that's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> that show, I mean, I used to watch it, but looking back on it, I'm like, why the hell did I watch this show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very negative and like you said, toxic. Like all around, like it was just toxic. <laughs> yeah. I guess that kind of leads into my next question is where were you seeing these standards of beauty being pushed? Well, television, definitely. Because mm-hmm. I just don't think social media was not big with, I, like, I'm 30. So I don't see it was big back in the day because I stayed outside. I was a huge tomboy. So I'm staying outside. I'm playing football, tag, jumping in trees, like all the above. And I'm from the country. So my whole entire backyard is just trees. <laughs> um, <laughs> so watching TV, you know, as I got older, you know, um, American Top Model was very popular. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, dang, do I got to be this skinny to be, you know, wanted or anything like that? Because they made it the ideal size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was TV shows. Um, I thought the family channel was always not good, but like, all right. It was Mm -hmm. the TV shows where they'd cast like fully grown adults as teenagers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was on the Disney channel. They were a little bit younger. Like Hannah Montana was under 20. Yeah. Like they were a bit younger, but when, you know, they have, 
like Buffy or all these TV shows where they're in high school and it's just like grown-ass people playing a teenager. Like for real. Um, I mean, even down to the way they dress and the way they look, it's like that really got me and gave me all kinds of different or weird expectations of what I was supposed to look like as that age as a person in school and what my friendships were supposed to be like, what I was supposed to wear, how I was supposed to act. It was, I think it was like, I grew up too fast in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. I mean, as an example, Jojo Siwa, I think that's pronounced right. Yeah. yeah, like this whole time, I thought she was legit a kid. Kid, she's eighteen, and I'm yeah. just like, I mean, I know that's still young, but like, eighteen year olds don't wear big bows and dress like you know how yeah. she does. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this girl is really grown. That's the thing is like I think because like she started. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Dance Moms, but she started on that started show. Up. There's another and talk she show. was a kid. At that <laughs> Definitely. Point. So like. I think she just didn't really, like, grow with her brand. She kind of just stuck with, like, the big bows and tutus and glitter. And I'm just, like, okay. I mean, she must have been managed by some... Like, she was not... I don't know if she got to make her own calls. I think it was I mean, her mom the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah I probably. I mean, if they put their child on dance moms, they're probably <laughs> just scheming for clout anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that like, show Abby was Lee something is, else, man. Like, I don't care. I think she's an abuser. <laughs> she's the epitome yeah. of Karens, man. Like, she looked like just one the one. way she would <laughs> take her anger out of, like, her anger at the moms, the way she'd take it out on the kids was just, like, there was like very nasty episode where she I don't even remember what happened, but she was in, like, a dance competition and they were watching the kids perform. And one of the moms, like, Abby was, like, on her phone doing something. I think she was even trying to record the performance. And one of the moms comes up to her and, like, pokes her on the shoulder and is like, if you're telling our kids to get off their phones while other kids are performing, like, why are you on your phone? And Abby Lee said nothing at all to her. She was, like, in, like, a wheelchair. So she literally, like, wheeled herself down to the police office or the police, whatever it was, headquarters and reported this woman for harassment. And I was like, what? Okay, Karen. (laughs) I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this bitch is a full-blown Karen. Like, yep. But yeah, that show was actually toxic because they were like, you're a little too big. You gotta lose some weight. And I'm just like, yo, these are kids. Yeah. Like, they haven't even hit puberty yet. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can't control the way their body looks at that age, or, I mean, any age, like, when you're going through those kinds of changes, like, you can't control that, and telling them to lose weight, or, I don't know, it's, it's icky. It is. Yeah, I just hate it, because, you know, kids, I mean, kids these days, especially, like, I know someone's child that's on steroids because he has asthma, so he's actually a bigger child. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, he's too fat. Oh, he needs to lose weight, lose weight. but they don't understand he has health issues. And that's why. Yeah. 
and that's why people just need to shut up like you don't know the whole story like yeah. keep it it's to yourself your body it's not your business like shut the fuck up. and granted that's why i'm the size i am now because i was on steroids for my asthma for on and off for quite some time mm. and i gained weight then once i stopped the steroids i lose so much weight and it gets to a point where I really don't have an appetite because, you know, steroids may make you eat a lot, make you just crave food or putting some in your mouth. But me, like once I stop the steroids, like I still don't have an appetite. Like mm-hmm. I literally have to force myself to eat half the time because I was so used to being on steroids to the point now I'm like, yeah, I just got to eat. But, you know, sometimes I just eat once a day because I don't yeah, have an appetite. I get you. Yeah, that's just why people gotta mind their business. Honestly, <laughs> yep. All right, so I guess my next question for you guys is: How do you think seeing these body standards and beauty types affected you while growing up, and you know, like figuring yourself out as a woman and a girl? Because I feel like it's it's difficult to figure yourself out when everybody else around you is trying to tell you who to be. Yeah. <laughs> I would say growing up, like, in the Black community, um, just like you said, blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So in the Black community, the lighter skin, um, usually the more attractive. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up, I did see that, and I did see, you know, that became, like, a stereotype to me because, like, I'm brown skin. I'm not dark skin. I'm in the middle. So I'm like, dang, y'all just forget about the brown skin people. <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely see where you come from with the blonde hair, blue eyes. But, um you know, growing up, and it goes all the way back, honestly, to slavery. The lighter-skinned mm-hmm. woman would be in the house with the master, and the darker-skinned people would be in the cotton fields. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was beat into their minds long before we was even thought of, to the point it's still happening now. And it's sad. Like, it shouldn't be like that, because everybody's beautiful, no matter the skin complexion, the size, or whatever the case may be. Everyone is beautiful. And that's mm-hmm. how I look at it as... But at the same time, like, growing up, they said, oh, you got to have long hair. Your hair got to be straightened. Your hair, it can't be the curly. It can't be kinky. Because that's, people deem it as nappy. Yeah. In the black community. And I don't believe in that term, nappy. Um, Granted, I did, I had really long hair. And my hair was straight growing up. And once I hit that age where I could actually make some decisions by myself, I cut all my hair off. (laughs) (laughs) like I cut all my hair off and it's crazy because a relative of mine was super upset with me to the point where they pretty much cut me off because I cut all my hair off (laughs) I'm just like what like hair would grow back and it's crazy because like now I'm 30 years old and I still I let my hair grow up and then next thing I know I'm chopping it (laughs) (laughs) because I just don't believe uh, long hair does not deem you more beautiful than the next mm-hmm. person. I mean, because bald, I've seen some bald-headed women, and they're gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. I think that kind of plays into, like, the idea of, like, femininity, too. Like, mm-hmm. if you have short hair, you can't really be feminine, or, like, you You're know. Man. It's very interesting, too, that, like, <clears throat> what started out as, like, the Eurocentric beauty type has kind of, or, like, beauty standard has kind of become, like, the worldly beauty standard, so, like, you just kind of see, like, really the root of, like, racism and white supremacy leak into, like, the beauty standard when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, 
the skinny blonde white woman with mm-hmm. blonde hair and blue eyes, you know? So it's yeah. Well not too, like you see so much more straight haired models or like you don't see the hair texture, like you don't see mm-hmm. that. Kinky hair or like the coils, like anything like that. Like the representation is, is very lacking. It's... Like just as beautiful of a hair type, but because like the white the skinny white woman is the ideal for beauty. You don't see the representation of anyone else. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I do see a lot more um, black women doing their natural hair, not getting it straight and not, you know, doing mm-hmm. anything like that. So I love it. I mean, personally, my hair always been straight, so I don't have coils whatsoever. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I could even get an afro, but I cannot do it because my hair is so straight. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I really wanted to do it, but you know, some people not as lucky. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's kind of interesting to like <clears throat> see and like women of all like shades of color kind of just embracing their natural beauty regardless yeah. of like what society says is actually beautiful because like to be honest with you the beauty center is like so subjective because I'm like I've met so people so many people that are like oh like you're big you're so beautiful and then other people are like oh you're nasty and I'm like cool Mm -hmm. but like I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea like you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you're cute for a big person like what lord bitch (laughs) (laughs) what someone commented on one of my videos recently they were like if you lost 100 pounds you'd be really pretty and I'm like Bitch, I'm already pretty. The fuck, like. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be prettier if they stopped selling laxatives as their like MLM oh, side hustle. It's always hilarious to me because like the people who always say the like, the ones who have the most to say are the ones that have no content on their page, no profile picture, no nothing. And I'm like, come okay, on, cool. Man. Yeah, get you the fuck you out in. Of you. <laughs> yeah, like. Oh. I literally was like, thank you for the compliment, XOXO, like, yeah. okay. You really thought this was going to upset me? Like, no. No. I feel like when people are comfortable in their own body, nothing anybody says can upset them. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, anything else? Yeah, like, if they're going to roast you, show your, like, show their face so that you can roast them back. Yeah, like, sometimes when people comment, I just want to be like, okay, how about you, like, make me a video of you saying that, and then send it to me, and then we'll talk. Because, like, I know that half of those people don't actually have the balls to say it to me. So I'm like, GTFO, I don't want to talk to you no more. (laughs) The life of trolls. Honestly. Granted, I did feel like a troll at one point in my life arguing with racists on under news articles so (laughs) i definitely did feel like a troll but i mean i had my picture up so you can look at me you know my name you you probably can search where i stay all of that but i did feel like a troll because i just literally go find a news article when i'm bored and just roast the hell out somebody like me and my coworker, (laughs) my coworker Lindsay, she's a white girl like me her (laughs) and her husband um, he's Italian. I don't, you know, not the stereotype Italian, but you know, they're loud. Like, they're <laughs> And so, like, all three of us were roast the same person, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> Honestly, that kind of sounds like me That's you and Josh. <laughs> For real, like, they'll be like, oh my gosh, you racist. And I'm like, uh, at Lindsay, look at this clown. 
And so she'll tag team men, then she'll tag her husband, and then it just be hilarious. But I really done slowed down on that because I got put in Facebook jail a lot. <laughs> I swear to God, man, Facebook is just like a whole, like, we could do a whole episode on the we could. immorality and, like, the awful, we probably get sued. I don't want to get sued by Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I feel like that one would probably take us down. That would take us down. Yeah, definitely. I can I can see him now. <clears throat> like, sir, dang, you already report me on everything on Facebook. Now you coming to the podcast to do it? Like, oh my gosh. It's honestly so interesting to me, though, how, like, they're so focused on taking down, like, trolls in the comments. I'm like, not even, like, trolls. Like, people like you, Lachey, who are just trying to, like, stand up for what's right and, like, talk real shit, right? But, like, they they're so okay with like the the shit that happened at the Capitol building or whatever last year oh in January. That all started through a Facebook group, and I'm like, so nobody took that one down. Nobody wanted to like like y'all didn't see that or like what's mm-hmm. going on? Like, see, that's why I just need to come on. Go ahead and come to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I just think I'm mean, like United States is backwards on a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. even with the Amon Avery case, it all started in a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the interesting thing, too, is, like, I feel like single white people or, like, one white person who thinks a certain way is dangerous to a certain extent. However, when there's, like, a huge group of white people that think the same way, it's, like, so incredibly dangerous because, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the whole thing of confirmation bias and, like, as long as I have someone else who also thinks that X, Y, and Z group of people are this way, right? Then, then I'm like, right. Then I'm right. Yeah. There are a lot of hate groups on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is crazy because I mean, I mean, how I feel is racism <laughs> is not learned; it is taught. Mm-hmm. Um, my first best friend was a white girl, like so, and she actually got blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> she used to come. To, I mean, growing up in my era, you know, having a white woman at my birthday parties or anything like that, it was out of the ordinary mm-hmm. uh, back then. But like, we still friends and everything like that. Hell, even my neighbor. Um, oh, this is the off subject thing, but his my neighbor girlfriend had a wreck and she died leaving behind three kids and all of them are all of them are white and i raised so much money for him i donated so much clothes to the kids and everything like that so i don't have any kids of my own so i'm like the auntie that loves doing things (laughs) so i had a slip and slide thing in my yard so i went over there and i got his daughter and it, I just feel like, you know, you're a single dad. You got two little toddler girls to raise. Like, I want to mm-hmm. include them as well. Like, back in the day, people were probably like, oh, no, we can't have a black person come to your party or anything like that. I like to make everybody feel included somehow. Mm-hmm. It's it's a community mindset. And it's yeah. the, good, the good one. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way that it should be. Like, as long as you can find common ground with someone in the way of, like, you have an understanding of the things that I've been through and the way I live my life and, like, vice versa. Like, connecting as a community is not as hard as people think. It's just the fact that I feel like <sighs> so many white people are just so, like, set in their ways of, like, I yeah. like, can't be wrong and, like, something yeah, else. Yeah. You gotta have an open mind when you come into, you know, 
an open discussion or anything like that. You got to be able to talk about any everything without getting offended or upset or anything like that. Um, It's one white man. He's actually in the white militia group. I call him my brother. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I would take up for him before I take up for anybody. And most people wouldn't even Mm -hmm. know that because coming from my background, um, Black Panther, Black activist, they would not see me, you know, they would think, oh, I, I don't like white people or something like that. But a person I call my brother is white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's in a white militia. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's really just like about having an understanding mm-hmm. of the other person, right? Or like even just being open-minded to being able to have those uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. and just like not get so defensive. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest problems for white people. I do. I, I can't stand the Confederate flag. I don't yeah. know if you seen my TikTok live earlier. Um, Andre, who died, he had an open discussion. He had uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Sons of Confederacy, White Militia, and it was another organization that he had. So he wanted us to have a open conversation. Yeah. When I say y'all, it was like thirty cops out there thinking something was go down. Granted, it didn't <laughs> go down, but you know, all of us we came together and we had yeah. the discussion that people scared to have. Mm-hmm. and it was amazing although you know I just can't respect the confederate flag I was still able to you know console myself and chill out <laughs> you know what the surprising thing is actually is that like so many people still fly that flag and like even here like we live in a pretty racist province like I won't lie it's very mm-hmm. much like <clears throat> the Texas of Canada and like <laughs> we're just very like you know country here but I feel like a lot of people here there's a lot of like farmland and like there's been a few times where I've like just driven through and then like you'll just see the flag and I'm like oh that's unfortunate like why well it's right. because they're flying the flag of the losing team like, right. <gasps> like come on here like come on now really the south lost like get over it. <laughs> I'm in South Carolina, like, so I literally Trump is my president. People are gonna be like this, like a hundred years from now. Speaking of that, this motherfucker is running in 2024. He's already yep. starting his goddamn campaign. I heard that yesterday, and I was like, "Well, you know, here in South Carolina, they already got the 2024 flags." <laughs> you know what's a... funny though is that they have that shit here in Canada. What the hell? Like we went to, I think. Was it when we went to the Black Lives Matter protest? We, like, saw some random people on, like, a back alley or a side street. We were, like, a huge group of people marching through the city. And then there was, like, just, like, random white people holding up the Trump 2024 flag. (laughs) And I'm like, y'all are just mad. Make it make sense. We're not Mm -hmm. even in the United States. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember when we went to um, the mountains and we drove past that one RV? Okay, we were trying to find the house that the other girls were at. Oh, this was in BC. This, this was in BC. Winter. Yeah, that's why it was so surprising. It was in BC. Like, we drove past someone's motor home and, in small town BC. And, like, there was a big old Confederate flag on the window. Like, oh, yeah, there was, like, Trump stickers and, like, mm-hmm. fuck Black Lives Matter or, like, oh, all God. lives matter. Wait, you said it's like, RV. Blue lives matter or something. But, like, first of all, you're in Canada, so, like, why do you care about Trump or like why are you flying that flag like you are flying the flag of the losing team on the other like in another country 
Like, you just really want people to know you're racist, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Honestly. And here in South Carolina, like, I, I see the Confederate flag everywhere I turn, or Trump flag, Trump hat, make America great again. I'm okay. going to always see it. And it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be funny sometimes. Um, I try to laugh off everything. Like, when I was working at Walmart, <clears throat> um, this couple came in. They had Make America Great Again hat. They had the Trump shirt. And this was, like, a few years back. And super redneck. The wife had on a Confederate shirt. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, not these type of people. So they needed something. And they dead ass looked at me and told my coworker, I don't want her kind of help me. Ah, oh but my God. Here, but here's the funny part. I was the only one that could help them. Ah. <laughs> so I'm literally I'm laughing at it and my coworker was like, Yeah, that's what she does. I can't help you. And you should have seen them snare their face up and walk away. Like I could have fixed your issue with your phone under five minutes. But now yeah. you gotta wait and try to go find someone of that's not black. To fix your phone. <laughs> but yes. I laugh stuff off like that. Yeah, like, honestly, I feel like, yeah, it's just, like, I just don't get how people are still like that. Like, it is the yeah. 21st century. Like, I watched a story time on TikTok. Oh, I know. No. I, I watched, I've been watching too much TikTok recently, but. Same. It's same. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's a story time of, um, it was a black flight attendant who got a talking to on one of her flights because this racist ass white passenger was like, can I have a different flight attendant? <laughs> like, I don't like want food from you. And she's just like, okay, fine. You won't eat then. Yeah. Like then start. <laughs> and like, they tried to like her, I guess, I don't know how flight attendants, the hierarchy, but the lead attendant tried to like give her a talking to but somehow, like, the pilot walked out while she was telling her side of the story, and the pilot made the passenger apologize. Good. I would have made him get off. Just, yeah, like, just throw him out. <laughs> Give him no a parachute. Oh, I was yeah. just thinking of a parachute. Just jump. Away. I'm going to open the door and push you. <laughs> Less dead weight on the plane. <laughs> God. Yeah, people are, yeah. It's just so, like, interesting how much like I feel like white people don't realize that like racism and homophobia and all these isms and things like discriminatory things are so deeply rooted in our society that people don't even realize that like literally every fucking aspect of your life probably came from some kind of racist something or homophobic something or other Mm -hmm. I always try and compliment guys when I see them and they have nail polish on because I am like, yeah, you go. Like, get that homophobia out of the fashion world. Honestly, get it out of everywhere. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, God. And I'm, I see it more and more, like, all the time. Like, just men wearing nail polish. Like, yes, you go. There's I know that doesn't guy... make them feminists, but... Still, it's like... It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I just hate how people have to hide who they are and how they feel because of mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, like, really sad, like, especially when the family don't accept you. That's very hurtful. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I feel like even being someone who's bisexual, and, like, I'm married to a man, right? So, like, 
I kind of have always known, like, when I first met my husband, I told him, like, I am bisexual, and he was just kind of like, okay, cool, and, like, (laughs) I didn't really fully start, like, exploring it until, like, we were already married and stuff, right, but, like, even then, I'm, like, when I, like, I guess came out, because, like, I kind of, like, last year, I think, I, like, put a video on my Instagram and my TikTok just being, like, this is who I am, and, like, some of my family, I... It's not that they don't talk to me anymore. They just refuse to acknowledge it. Because, like, my grandma, <laughs> bless her soul, she's very, um, you know, stuck in, like, the... In her ways. <laughs> yeah, her white Christian old woman ways. And, like, she just very much, like, will always make comments about, like, these kinds of things. And I'm just, like, oh, like I, I just don't even know how to answer you. Like, this is just who I am. I'm not going to change because you don't like the fact that I kiss girls sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Also, that's, like, your grandma. Why does she care so much? Like, well, I don't even know, man. Like, she, I love her to pieces. I don't even think that she, like, that's the thing is, like, she just hasn't really mentioned it to me. But, like, she'll outwardly, like, when I was younger, I don't know if you guys remember, you guys have probably heard of the show Glee. There was, like, a lot of gay couples on that show, right? Yeah. And, like, anytime, like, two guys would kiss or two girls would kiss, she would always skip over it. She'd be like, we're not watching this. This is gross. I don't want to see this. And I was just like, well, but, like, why are you so upset about this? Like, I just don't understand. Like, it's not even your... It's it's just gay. Yeah, like, if you're not gay, then cool. But, like, don't shame other people for that, you know? And even, like, my... And she's transgender, and she came out later in life, but, like, it was a huge fucking deal for my family, and, like, so many people just, like, stopped inviting her to stuff, and, like, <clears throat> just basically shunned her from the family because she's transgender, and it was just, like, yeah, it's... It's sad. Uh, that is right. My first cousin is tra- transgender. Um, He went to a she, so she is an amazing person, but when she first started, you know, dressing like a woman. It was around Halloween. So, mm. the majority of the family, oh, it's just a Halloween thing. You know, trying to rub it off or whatever like that. And then our grandmother at the time was on her deathbed. She ended up dying. And what well, her dad pretty much said, don't wear your Halloween costume. Dress like a boy. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think, and now, like, full-blown straight girl. So, I mean, either you're going to accept me or not. And I just, I'm just glad that it didn't push him to not become her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and be afraid to be whoever you are. Like, in my situation, like, I never came out. <laughs> I just brought a girl home, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have to say anything. Like, yeah, this is. How you do it. Yeah. This is her. <laughs> power move yeah people and then some people just thought we was best friends because we was always together I'm like yeah that's my bestie <laughs> like come on really you know and it's funny because like so my best friend in high school she um I guess I've known her since junior high but she wasn't outwardly gay but like kind of from the day that I met her I kind of knew that she was gay so like just wasn't really ever a conversation then one day she came out to me and I was like yeah like I know and she was like oh okay good but like her family was very like traditional and like very Christian so like that was just kind of taboo but like I feel like everybody knew because like 
I would go to her house very often and I would go with them like on trips and stuff and whatever and her family always called me her girlfriend and it never clued <laughs> into me until one day her mom was like like asked me something about like I don't even know what it was it was something about like us having a relationship and I was like bitch what <laughs> like this is before I even realized I was bisexual so I was like no and like I love her but like not like that <laughs> so I was just so confused I was like wait what yeah it was a whole thing it's crazy honestly I'm just glad like we're in a society now that people can just be whoever they want to be yeah I mean you're still gonna get the side eyes the side views all the above but at the end of the day be comfortable for with who you are mm-hmm. and that's all that matters yeah definitely I think <clears throat> yeah it's it's quite interesting honestly like there's so many different ways these things like affect really just like people's everyday lives like especially when it comes to like the beauty standard like I kind of wrote a bunch of things down sorry give me two seconds josh just texted me oh my god i don't know what kind of milk two percent milk sorry i sent him a recipe that i need him to get ingredients for and he doesn't know what milk (laughs) oh man anyways i wrote down like a few quotes from this um i think it was an article that i was reading about like basically just like how the beauty standard is racist and like it uses capitalism as like a way to basically benefit off of people's insecurities and so um one of the things that i thought was really interesting was something that they were talking about how like beauty standards and the feminine beauty ideal are like kind of like constantly changing and moving and like they change over time and differ from culture to culture but because of westernized eurocentric beauty standards it's just like really become hard for people to like be themselves you know Mm -hmm. i mean also the beauty standard for women and the beauty standard for men like on the day-to-day for women, it requires a lot of work. Yeah. Like to have no leg hair or to do makeup, hair, have everything styled, have your outfit looking good. Whereas like, I feel for men, like you have to have a nice haircut, like, but there, there's no makeup, like look sharp, wear something, but it's like a lot less effort. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. to like be yourself and not be criticized or... I mean, like, how come Jimmy at my work can wear black sweatpants to work? But if I wore black sweatpants instead of dark jeans or slacks, I'd get in trouble. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? You can't wear leggings. That's over-sexualizing yeah, can't wear body. leggings. Can't wear yeah. tight-fitting clothes. Like, seriously? Like, I've seen some of the dudes in some tight-fitting clothes, but... Like... As a woman, like, we'd get in trouble. Well, yeah, because you're over-sexualizing yourself, mm-hmm. right? Can't show so much cleavage, ladies. <laughs> Even, like, at, like, school, like, I remember so many times I would get dress-coded for the dumbest shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry, are my shoulders distracting boys that are trying to learn? Like, 
how about you teach him to think with their heads and not their dicks instead? Like, why am I having to cover up my body because he can't control himself? Yeah, how come you have to leave class for dressing the way you are, and he doesn't have to leave class for objectifying you? Yeah, well, because men are the ones that get all the privilege. (laughs) They're the ones who matter the most. Clearly, because you definitely can't wear two short shirts two short shorts like oh my gosh like really Ooh, here's some tea about my high school principal oh she knew i was assaulted in high school um i went to i actually went to the school cop to see like if there was anything i could do because someone had drugged me at a party and because oh i was under the age of 18 the principal did not really care a whole lot about looking after me she was just like oh we gotta call her mom we gotta we got to report this. We have to fill out the mandatory forms because there was underage drinking. And she was so focused on trying to cover her own butt. Mm-hmm. That's not really the point of the story. The point of the story is two weeks later, she dress coded me. And while she did, she was like, this is why stuff happens to girls. Ha! Huh. Wow. The victim blaming. That's Victim nice. blaming. It was... Well, you know, if you didn't have that short dress on, they wouldn't think it was exactly. But I'm like, there's been so many times where I've been out in public looking like a fucking bum, and I will get catcalled or like touched or grabbed, and I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Like, I look like ass right now, but I'm still getting hit on. Why? (laughs) I remember seeing one of the Twitter trends back at like the beginning of the Me Too movement, where it's like people would post the outfit. Oh yeah, and it's like. You know, so many of them were, like, you know, long pants, fairly modest. Gosh, the amount of, like, children's clothes I saw was very upsetting, but it's, like, how can you blame someone's clothes for something like that? Yeah. I definitely agree, but I also feel like a lot of clothes for kids nowadays are through the roof. Like, kids have on horses' hearts. Like yes, like they should not have on a horse top, and I I'm gonna They're stick just with that. Too grown. Like I feel like kids should be wearing, you know, like rainbows, <laughs> like Paw Patrol T-shirts and yes. shorts. Like I shouldn't be able to see this child's like half of this child's body when you're no. dressing them. Like it's just yeah. And I think this comes back to having like um grown people in kids shows or older people Mm -hmm. representing younger people because Mm. their bodies are fully developed and they wear clothing that flatters that but it's very confusing as a a child watching that you're like oh i'm supposed to show off that part of my body and or even thinking you're supposed to look like that too because if you see a fully developed like 30 year old woman playing a teenager who's got ass and tits you're like oh i'm supposed to look like that too why don't i yeah and not to mention, have like the funny fat friend on the show, but mm. they don't ever have like a plus size character who is like a main character or a protagonist or anything like that. Oh my like, god, that is so true. It's honestly, it's like the thing that I've noticed. There's actually, I was watching a video on this the other day, but like so many different like tropes of characters depending on like body size and race. Black people are very represented in the media in certain ways, and it's always, like, the stereotypes of, like, the black athletic woman. black man, and, like, the sassy black, black woman. woman. Yeah, so, like, 
there's never really like movies or shows about these people's real life experiences and like things that other black people can relate to it's just kind of like this is it this is all you get like this is the stereotype that you're gonna fulfill and that's it you're just playing a side character in a white person's like world mm-hmm. and they literally portray black men as being so dangerous mm-hmm. so dangerous like there was this movie i think it was like oh god it was it's like incredibly old but i don't I don't even actually remember what it was called but there was basically a movie about a black man who like they kind of like portrayed him as like ooh like hide your white wife cuz he's going to come and like kill her and rape her and like mm-hmm. just basically like portraying him like a threat to everybody mm-hmm. around them and i'm just like what like in the movie it's like in black and white but i saw it i think in a documentary and it was basically they had this black man playing this character that like was just well it wasn't even actually a black man it was a white man in blackface because like you I was know just gonna say, like, yeah sounds like that kind of time oh it was <laughs> this is like a real old movie but that's the thing is like those stereotypes and those things are so dangerous because like even now people are always like like oh like walking in a back alley and you see a person of color like oh i better like change sides of the road my pearls yeah like (laughs) better hold on tight to my stuff like it's just at this point if i see like you know if i were walking down the middle of the road and there was a white man on one side and there was a person of color or like a plus size person or something i'd walk as far away from the white man as i could honestly (laughs) like it just period gosh like that's to me, that's what's, like, the scary thing. Honestly, yeah, and I think that that comes from, like, our experiences, but, like, white men have done no good in my life. Like, even from day one, my dad left and never looked back, <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I don't know. Well, damn, you're setting a good example. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just so tough on, like, someone for that to be the first example of a man. Well, yeah, and then, it, like, if you even look at, like, I don't know, just, like, the the man that assaulted me when I was in high school, he was also a white man, so I'm just, like, every white man that I've had interactions with are just either trying to use me for sex or, like, just completely disregarding everything that I have to say, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> crazy world that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that just sums it up. It's a crazy world that we live in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess the next part of this article that I read, <clears throat> I was very intrigued by this part because I had kind of thought about this on a certain level, but then, like, sometimes, I guess, you don't realize, like, how fucked up the world is of, like, using people's insecurities and, like, using um, colonialism to, like, basically build like a business model right so the quote from this article is um colonialism gave capitalism a brilliant business model to follow it illustrated just how easy it is to profit off of deep-seated insecurities stemming from a lifetime of being treated as less than history capitalism has sowed the seeds for insecurity in all of us much of what we believe to be true about our bodies is nothing more than marketing made up by a beauty by beauty brands that make money off of us, basically. So, like, they create these insecurities, and they create these stereotypes, and they create these things. 
and then profit off of us from that. So it's well, who sponsors famous people <laughs> like you know even the TikTokers? It's like oh, thanks, CoverGirl, and there we go. Mm-hmm. Cover girls, you know, selling you makeup so that you look prettier. Yeah. I mean, the Kardashians with their fitness teas. Oh, like Lord. the diarrhea tea. The diarrhea tea. <laughs> and I don't think like they promote natural beauty. Like you gotta have on makeup. You gotta have mm-hmm. you gotta wear this. You gotta have that. You gotta be this size. Like you gotta Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fucked up, honestly. <laughs> And, like, all of the like, the advertising that we see is made by the people who are making money off of us feeling bad about ourselves. So no wonder mm-hmm. they're going to put people or put standards that are unattainable so that we will constantly feel the need for these products. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying what I hate the most, though, is those waist trainers. Like, y'all don't even put it on plus-size women or women with bellies. <laughs> Y'all yeah. put it on somebody with a flat stomach and be like, this could be you. Like, no. This works. <laughs> no, like, it doesn't. Uh, they got a tummy tuck. So. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, like, that's the thing about marketing and all these things is just, like, because of the way that the world is, these things are just so, like, set in one way that they're like, okay, well, people are insecure about this 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 so like we can make money off you so like it's fine <laughs> and with the waist trainers specifically they're so bad for you like yeah, they squeeze your guts they yeah, move your yeah. organs around to places where they shouldn't be and it's like these companies and it's like they're just completely willing to risk people's health to maintain this standard so that more people will feel bad about themselves and buy more things yep. it's like it all comes back to fucking money Yep. Money, white supremacy, capitalism, <laughs> all the things. All the above. <laughs> so I guess kind of leading into that, we've kind of finished off our thick of it. But Lachey, I wanted to kind of give you some time to talk about, I guess, your experience in activism and the things that you do. And if you want to touch a little bit on like your experience and time in the Black Panthers group, you can as well. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. My time to shine. (laughs) (laughs) So, with me and activism, so I started when, honestly, my grandfather was murdered. And he was my last grandparent, so I no longer have grandparents. He was Mm -hmm. killed in 2008, and he was killed by the hands of the black man. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, how you protesting police brutality, but not black on black crime. Me personally, I don't like the terminology black on black crime because crime is crime. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. care if it's done by a white person, Asian, it doesn't matter. Crime is crime. But yeah. I do feel like if you live in a predominantly black neighborhood, the crime that's happening going to be with someone that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Just like if you in an Asian community, the crime that happened in your area going to be Asian. But uh, regardless of the point, um, so back then I was I'm still shy. Y'all probably can't tell, but (laughs) I'm still shy. So um, after my granddaddy got killed, you know, Trayvon Martin's situation happened. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of upsetting because, like, all he did was go to the store and you chased him down, killed him, and you got away with it. Yeah. 
So that triggered something in me. So I did my first first protest then. Um, but it wasn't as big, you know. So in 2016, a girl from a neighboring county, she came to my city and she went to a family gathering and someone shot in the crowd. Um, oh my god yeah she was a young mother her son was only two months years two months old and she didn't even want to go out but they just say you 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 still young you're a teenager you still get to have fun with your family Uh so that was the only reason she went out so that triggered like a lot of anger sadness like all the above like trigger all my emotions so I was like okay I want to have a protest. Made a Facebook post. Hey, anybody want to have a protest in honor of Imani Dixon? And people started liking it and stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, we might have a little crowd of 50, you know. Mm-hmm. So the day of my, I mean, it was, I planned my protest in five days. So wow. it was a lot, you know, a lot. Like I had to meet with police officers. I had to meet with NAACP. Like, at that age, like, I didn't know anything really about NAACP. I didn't really mess with the police. Yeah. Um, and other community people, like, I really, you know, I I was the person on the side. So, mm-hmm. had to have a meeting with everybody. And news media got wind of my protest. So, Ali, I'm not sure if I told you this. So, they made articles. Oh, Black Lives Matter March. No, it was a Stop the Violence event. But, you know, they got to run with something. Yeah. <laughs> so Black Lives Matter March happening here. Um, and they po- they shared, like, the link to my profile. Hmm. And they blocked me from commenting on the article on social media. Of course. So by the time I was able to comment, it was already 300, 400 comments in. So I had got a group of people to be my speakers because, like I said, I was shy. Mm -hmm. I would have fell over, honestly, if I had to speak. But (laughs) so I had a group of speakers and I started getting threats. And Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's pretty much the life of an activist. I got followed home. I got followed to work. I um they told me they was gonna run me over with a car, they was gonna throw Jeez. tomatoes at me, watermelon. Um, because you know, black people all like watermelons. They say they're gonna get a bucket of KFC chicken. <laughs> like it's a lot that, you know, and it did get to me a little bit because I didn't have like a tough shell how I have now. So mm-hmm. I, I you know, I was crying a little bit. I'm like, why do people think like this? Yeah. When my event is about stopping the violence. So I know y'all in Canada, but I'm not sure if y'all familiar with the officers that got killed in Dallas. Um, It happened a day before my protest. So they wanted to cancel my protest. Hmm. So I'm like, hell no. If I'm not scared of these KKK members coming to my protest, running me over, I'm not scared now because people was like, oh, we about to go to the Black Lives Matter protest since it was a black man that killed these officers and we're going to shoot them and things like that. I was like, no, we still have my protest. So I went to work the day of my protest. I was just doing a little half day. <laughs> and granted, I didn't tell nobody at my job what I was doing whatsoever. Yeah. So I did a half day. Finally, I, I actually stayed near where I actually started the protest at. And so it's 12 o'clock. My protest ain't till 7. 
and it was like 30 people already out there including news media and I'm like yo what the hell so by this time I'm scared I'm like yeah I'm not going (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going and so I really thought it's gonna be 50 people it ended up being 400 people Oh shit. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> so, but that was my first protest and it turned out amazing. And I was deaf scared, but it turned out really good. Um and like I said, I had speakers for it. So I had speakers different speaking on different, you know, topics. One about the girl that got killed, one about Tamir Rice, one about Emmett Till, mm-hmm. and one was even talking about the officers that died in Dallas. So they wrote I mean read out their names talked about their family their history and things like that and was like we got to stop the violence no matter Mm -hmm. what person is their occupation or anything like that we got to stop the violence Mm -hmm. so the KK members KKK members that came and was threatening me they stood at the back the whole time (laughs) so after the protest they made a post it was like oh it was totally different than what we thought it was big ups to the girl that did the protest it was amazing I'm just like yo (laughs) if I can change the mind of a KKK member I feel like I did the damn uh, damn good job it's like a powerful thing (laughs) listen I I was like damn like okay (laughs) let me keep it up then so I didn't keep it up as big as that one I kept it up here and there um Andre the one I'm promoting with the hashtag I had him create an event I brought him into the lifestyle and 2016 the September you know the thing well you probably don't know some a police killed the black man in Charlotte and y'all know how society is with police and black men mm-hmm. and getting away with murder and everything like that so I was at work mm-hmm. crying my white coworker wasn't understanding why I was crying. I'm just like, I'm just tired <laughs> of this. Like, yeah. it'd be innocent black men getting killed by a police officer. And it's like, what did we do to you? You know? Mm-hmm. So fast forward again. I'm trying to make the story shorter. But <laughs> fast forward again. <laughs> 2020. 2020. Um, I, got a, I was actually at Wendy's. So for the trolls on my page, yes, I was at Wendy's. I was eating fast food as a plus size woman. <laughs> um, I got a call saying that Andre was murdered. Mm. So I'm literally broke down in the drive through. Couldn't move. Couldn't do nothing. I was really numb. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like, why? how can we fight for a community that's still fighting against us? Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm done being an activist. I'm done protesting. I'm done with all of it. I can't do it without Andre. Because it was always him and me. At every protest, at any event, it was always me and him. Yeah. And that's when I joined the Panthers. I joined the Panthers and they loved what I did. They already knew I was big in the community and things like that. So um, the organization I joined was called PANSOP, Panther Special Operations. Um, the leader, he is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I would never talk down on him. He is amazing. He um, saved, you know, women that's in domestic violence situation. He helped people at hurricanes like the, rec- the last hurricane that came, 
I think it was what Louisiana or somewhere. But mm-hmm. he traveled down, got his boat, <laughs> started taking people out their homes to safer locations. Um, I quickly moved up, so I became second in command for the lo- the area that I am at. So I, you know, I felt myself a little bit like, oh shit, like I'm second in command, you know. <laughs> but when it's all said and done. I just felt like it was different than what I wanted Um, because I was used to being in the community a lot more and used to doing things on my own. So it felt weird having a complete organization, you know, handling all the mishaps and the misunderstandings and everything like that. So it was a lot. And I'm still dealing with grief with Andre. So I Mm -hmm. left. Granted, I love them. They still love me. Everything's good on that end. If I want to join back, I could join back. But grief is a terrible thing, honestly. And losing someone that close to you, it really messed me up. And right before I lost Andre, I lost my best friend, Camille. She died in a car accident. So I lost two of the closest people that was to me. Mm -hmm. So it really did put me in a dark place. But whether I'm in a dark place or not, I still do for my community because I feel like I was born for that. Yeah. I can be crying, depressed right now, but tomorrow I'm going to give back to the community. I'm actually doing it tomorrow too. <laughs> but no, no way. Right what are you early. doing? Yeah, I'm uh I'm assisting another Panther organization with giving back to the homeless. Oh nice. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's a little bit about my story, y'all. I didn't want to, you know, extend it more. But regardless <laughs> of how I'm feeling, I do feel like people got it worse than I do. People don't have a house over their head, a car to drive, food in their stomach. And I have that. I might mm-hmm. not have much, but I have that. When we got homeless people sleeping on the side of the road, sleeping in tents, infested with rats, like, it's sad, you know, and I just look like, damn, I need to be a rich woman. I want to, <laughs> I really, I, I should have been born rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I always feel like I can do more. Yeah. And I think I'm not going to be fully satisfied until I open a community center for homeless people and domestic violence survivors. That's such a good goal. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I just feel like I mean everybody's like you doing such a great job, and I'm just like, mm, it's alright, but I can do better. I can top that. <laughs> you always feel like you want to do more. <laughs> yes, and I think that's my problem as well. It's a good thing, but it's also my problem because I put my issues, my health, aside for other people, mm-hmm. and that's not good. That's not healthy, but yeah. I still do it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my next question for you is like, what, what's next in your activist journey? What do you feel like you are wanting to do next? So I'm a part of a gun club and which is amazing as well. And I just want to promote safe gun and legal gun owners. Got to put that legal. (laughs) Yes. Don't be like how. Don't be underage (laughs) and killing people. Also, fuck that guy. (laughs) I don't care if he's a kid. Fuck that guy, honestly. Mm -hmm. Side note, the South Carolina senator had lunch with him after he got 
you know, not guilty. He came to South Carolina. He, I saw some TikToks of him, and he's, like, apparently a really big figurehead in, like, the conservative world now. And, like, they had him at, like, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of, like, summit or, like, convention. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he was, like, like, people were treating him like a celebrity. And I'm, like, this man literally murdered people, and you are just, okay, like, I Like, how we treat soldiers who kill a bunch of innocent people in the Middle East. It's like, we think that's amazing. Well, we don't, but like, that's what Americans think. They're like, oh my gosh, these guys are heroes when, you know, they're killing people. Like, that ain't a hero. Right. And granted, like, I can, I'm the type of person, I try to view it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of me, I can see how he got off because yes. they were chasing him. But at the same time, he's underage with a gun, came across state line to to a protest and killed people and harmed people. Yeah. <laughs> like, make that make sense. When the guy that just shot up, what, did he shoot up a school or something? They charged his parents too, so why Kyle's mom ain't charged for giving him a gun? Honestly, like, he was underage. Ugh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, it's definitely to promote safe gun owners. Um, even children, like, children really getting a hold of guns. And it's just, it's upsetting mm-hmm. that they're so easy to get to. Yeah. And I'm big on gun ownership, 2A. I'm big on that. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, like, we got to control this some type of way. Like, these Mm -hmm. are kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wild, man, honestly. It's very interesting, though, because, like, in Canada, it's so different than, like, for you guys. Because, like, here, you have to, like, go, go through, like, a whole bunch of processes to even like get a legal gun in your hand you can't just go and like buy it in the store like there's like store specifics you have to do a weekend course an extra day if you want a handgun wow you have to go through a very extensive background check they like mental health mental health check that's actually why i don't have mine oh yeah (laughs) unfortunately at least when i applied the um they ask you about suicide attempts in the same place where they ask if you're just treated for any kind of mental health condition. Sure. Yes, I take meds for depression, but no, I haven't tried to kill myself. But that's they don't really give you a place to specify. Mm-hmm. And at my current state at the time, they they didn't let it happen, but maybe another time. <laughs> yeah, my background check, literally, I went when I went and purchased my first gun, in 20 minutes, I had my gun. <laughs> wow. I mean, granted, and then I didn't even have my CWP at the time. I had took the class, but I haven't received it. But I was still able to buy a gun because I'm of age and I don't have a criminal background. That's wild, honestly. Like, the difference. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. And then when I went and got I have a few. I'm not going to name it, but I have a few. I, another gun I actually went across state line to get, but we can't buy, because I'm so close to the border, we can't buy handguns, but we can buy rifles. 
Interesting. So, (laughs) long as I, you know, have an active CWP, good background, I can buy rifles in any other state. (laughs) Wow. That's it, it pretty much easy. Very easy. Yeah, that's so wild to me, the difference. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's like, I actually did take the class and I tried and I still can't. But like to think if I were in the States, like in 20 minutes or even like two weeks, like the process it takes, like I did it with a bunch of friends at the time and it took them like two months from when they mailed in their forms and took the test to when they got like their license back and then could legally purchase a a gun. Wow. So they couldn't get it without their CWP. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that, that is a big difference. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly speechless because we definitely need something set up down this way. Cause yeah, it's it's definitely easy. Yeah. Well, you guys just like like the states, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like from what I've heard, y'all like just sell guns in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, that's not, not a thing here at no, all. No, that's not a thing. You have to have, like, you have to go to a specialized gun store. Gun yeah. store, and usually the gun store is at the range, and that's yeah. the only place you can use a restricted firearm, like a handgun, or anything like, I don't think semi-automatic is even Walmart legal. Has... I can't remember. It's been a long time since I took the class. Walmart, like, now, they got rid of, like, handguns and things like that because of the shootings and stuff uh yeah. so but they sell uh shotguns <laughs> so you can and, go in and like get something to go hunting but yeah but not so much like a personal protection style weapon exactly and like pawn shops you can go to pawn you don't have to go to a gun an actual gun store to get a gun you can go to the pawn shop <laughs> and they have and- new guns used guns <laughs> All type of guns, whatsoever. Yeah, like, think that we got guns in our ponchos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we like, probably do. It's just you have to be the right kind of person. Yeah, to you know have to them. show them your stuff too. I'm sure. Oh, it wouldn't be like license, that. No? Like, it would be like you know, you'd have to know the guy. Oh, I. <laughs> not, I'm not gonna say the name of this pawn shop, but I actually went there. And that was actually when ammo was scarce. Like, you know, when COVID first started, it seemed like everybody was buying all the ammo. So when they started getting some ammo back in, he was like, yeah, if you got the money, I'll load your whole trunk up. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm just like, in your right mind, what person will come in here and say, load my trunk up with ammo? That wouldn't be suspicious to you? (laughs) Why do you need that yeah. much ammo? Like, Jesus. That would, like, that would make me, make me think, like, damn, they about to go shoot up some things or something. Yeah. They, a trunk full like, of that's ammo? too much for a hunting trip. <laughs> like, what you really hunting? Like, what yeah. you doing? <laughs> it's, it's not funny. Like, when he said that, it, and part of me was like, it had to, you know, it had to settle my head. I'm just like, damn, so you would send me all this ammo if I want to buy it? <laughs> like, really? Damn. And ammo prices went up. Like, they skyrocketed during the first start of COVID. Like, it was terrible. Couldn't find ammo for nothing. Like, and I, I, I don't hunt. I just train. And it's like shooting is also like a coping mechanism for me, too, because I express 
some things out. I just feel mm-hmm. like how I'm feeling. Like if I'm depressed, bam, I'm shooting depression down the range, and I'm I'm letting it go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's I find it to be like fun and therapeutic. Like it's not. It yeah. doesn't have to be like a killing or hunting thing. Mm-hmm. Like it can just be like, hey, I want to practice my aim and be good at something. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly how I look at it as. And also like. I'm actually I need to get back into self-defense because I probably done lost a few of my moves but I feel <laughs> like all women should learn self-defense absolutely not Agreed. saying all men are you know but I'm just saying granted if you ever put in a situation you need to learn how to defend yourself and I feel like that will probably be the only time I will use my gun on someone if mm-hmm. someone trying to sexually assault me or something mm-hmm. like that like you getting off of me one way or other you getting off of me absolutely and it's like you said it's not all men but it's enough men that you have to be cautious around all men yeah i definitely agree with that it's just the way that us women's i mean we gotta stick together for one like Mm -hmm. i just hate seeing women going at it and i just like yo go at it with the men while we going at it with each other half the time it's over a man anyway so honestly i feel like men are always pitting us against each other and i'm like no it needs to be like sisterhood over like dick any day please yeah because the last person i was chatting with like a girl came i I told you like she came to my inbox on tiktok yeah and i'm just like in my head i'm like yo this is a kid's app and a woman is coming to me woman to woman on a kid's app this is supposed to be fun yeah and you're talking about someone i'm dealing with like it was upsetting but at the same time she was like i'm not a homewrecker and you know us women we got to stick together for men like this and things like that so i respect it like if she would have came sideways that would have been a different conversation but the way she approached it i can respect her for that Mm hmm yeah, it's important for us to all stick together, honestly. Yeah. And then in my head, like, honestly, like, if I'm dealing with a guy and he's trying to sneak and talk to someone else, in my mind, I'm just like, yo, I'm bisexual. Like, we could have did this together. <laughs> yeah. I get honestly. that. Honestly. Like, you could have had something really good here, but you just had to be sneaky. You so... gotta be selfish about it. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, we could have had fun. We could have had us a girlfriend. Like, yeah. <sighs> oh, men. Oh, men denying themselves threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got to be a, a dumb ass person to do that. Like, mm-hmm. yup. If your girl is bisexual, you can ease in. Hey, babe, you think this girl look cute? <laughs> like, come on. True. Like, I, I like I actually told a guy I was talking to, I was like, since these older women so attracted to you, find us a sugar mama or something. Like, don't. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. that is goals. I don't want to work. That's ghetto. <laughs> yes. Working is real ghetto. Like, I do not want to work. Like, find us a sugar mama and we'll be fine. I mean, hell, I can try to find us a sugar daddy, too. So, I mean. We living the best life. All our bills paid for. We getting flued out. <laughs> so it's amazing. Well, all right. So our next segment is we're coming to a close, which is kind of so, sad, but yeah, no, it's this is amazing. such a good podcast. This I love this. 
Hannah was nervous. <laughs> Our affirmation, Jane. Would you like to read it today? Okay. Our affirmation for this week is the standard of beauty isn't definite. We define it. Period. Yes, I, I love that. that. Bible. To each their own. <laughs> God, the Kardashians say that. That's, I'm not, I'm not oh, saying that. That'd be cringy. <laughs> yeah, no. Didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love that because I just feel like everybody is beautiful in their own way. And like, even if society and other people are telling you you're not, somebody out there in the world will find you beautiful. And it just takes like you finding your own self and your own true beauty to like be able to surround yourself with those people who really make you feel good about yourself. And you're the one living in the body, so... I mean, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't matter as much what other people think of it. Like, you're the one that's living in it. Yeah. It matters the most that you like it. Yeah. What makes you happy. Mm-hmm. True. Unless it's dancing on TikTok, because that, you know, I can't do that. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm game. I'm sure you still could. I'm sure you got moves. I think you just don't you want to show them. Yeah. Smooth moves. I just, you just You say, know what? This first time I bust a move on TikTok, band. I'm like, yo, I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> Nudity, illegal activity. What? Yep. <laughs> Always. I can see it now. But I, I'm and we definitely as women gotta uplift each other. Like mm-hmm. I uplift Allie all the time. She'd probably be like, Oh my god, this girl is probably lying. I everything. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you're so beautiful. Like everything. Everything she wears. She as soon as she posts a picture, I'm sending the hearts, like, yes, girl. <laughs> If nobody gonna uplift lying. you, I'm gonna uplift you. <laughs> nah, she ain't lying. No, I'm. I think the same way though. I, I try to do the same for you too, and for yeah. I mean, Jane doesn't really have social media, but like I do it in person, so it's okay. <laughs> I put the little red heart on all your TikToks, <laughs> or at least I try. Listen, but honestly, Ali posts a lot, so I just be like, damn, I didn't like this one already. Let me. Scroll through. I do the same. I do It'll the same. Be like I... ten videos that I haven't liked. I'm like, when does she have the time? <laughs> if I haven't been on TikTok a while, I will just go to your page and then scroll down and watch each one and <gasps> like it just to make sure I get them all. It's like Pokemon. Yes, <laughs> gotta so get them all. <laughs> gotta make sure I'm hitting every one of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, these are what this is why you guys are my true friends. Go follow Ali on TikTok. <laughs> Speaking of that, plugging our socials now. So, Lachey, it's your turn to plug your socials. So, what's your TikTok? Where can people find you? All right, you guys. So, I am amazing on TikTok, even though I don't dance. So, my TikTok <laughs> is lovely. Um, dot Lachey. If you don't know how to spell lovely, then that's the problem. That means you shouldn't be following <laughs> me. But lovely <laughs> dot Lachey on TikTok and Instagram. It's the same thing. You're going to see a girl with red hair long red hair that's me you know you're following the right person (laughs) (laughs) and then my tiktok and instagram as always is chubby baddie xo and then our tiktok oh yeah we have instagram too our tiktok and our instagram (laughs) yes for our page is body positivity so oh god here we go with the spelling B-O-D-Y-P-O-D-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y. Nailed it. Now, nah, literally was just Girl talking about people can't spell. 
<laughs> oh, sometimes it takes a few tries to get it out. <laughs> but thank you so much, Lachey, for joining us today. This was awesome. This was thank so you awesome. For having it was me. So nice to meet you. Same to you. Follow me on TikTok too, Jane, because I'm going to follow you back. <laughs> Even though you don't post. absolutely nothing on my TikTok, but yes, it doesn't I'll matter. You, I'll give you a follow. I'm still going to follow. <laughs> That's so sweet. All right, ladies, y'all have a wonderful night. All right, thanks, you too. Thank you so much again. Bye. Bye. Bye.